sensors indicate that you are listening to Casually Hardcore, only on vtwproductions.com. My sensors also indicate that there is a stealthed rogue behind you. Er, wait. Oh, oh dear. The, the polarity's been reversed. The rogue is behind me. <coughs> oh. <laughs> Stupid gnome. Enjoy the show, man. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! I am Gnomewise. I am Grail. I'm Iolite. I'm Gwenora, and I kick ass. <laughs> and Gwenora approves of that gnome-based introduction. <laughs> OMFG with 9,000 exclamation points behind it. Excuse me, 27 exclamation points behind it. Do not panic. The casuals have taken over the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Productions, vtwproductions.com. Tangent alert! And guess how much Gnomewise didn't have the microphone turned on during the intro, so all they heard was music! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just to reiterate, my name is Gwenora and I kick ass. Yes, I believe that was how you started it. Um, As a matter of fact, it was, because that's the first time I've heard the full and complete new intro, and that was awesome. It isn't even 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 done. I know, but (laughs) it's it's further along than the last time I heard it, so... For Sunday, the 14th of March, 2010, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Grail. I'm Iolite. I am the aforementioned Gwenora. I am Daxa. Who made it and is nice just plugging timing. in. <laughs> and joining us via the miracle of the interwebs, we have... Prompt... Oink Tank. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fit in okay, that was just awesome. perfectly here. <laughs> I was like, should, now? Now? Should I? Yeah. Now? Huh? Wait, what? Me? <sighs> Welcome to yes, the show. Now. The internet does not give cues, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I even warned him how I was going to do it and everything. Oh, like anybody oh, listens to you. Too funny. Oh, hush. <laughs> I'm all excited. Ooh, who's on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, joining us via the miracle of Skype, we have Barry, air quotes, ink tank, Smith from www.inktank.com, webcomic, uh, I don't know, not quite a chocolatier, but web web commenter. Extraordinaire. Yeah. Webcomic creator extraordinaire. Um, Guru, tastemaker, something fun like that. Something along those lines, yes. Nerd Uh, dad. Nerd dad. So you're definitely going to fit right in here because we've got several (laughs) of those here. Yes. Not me. I'm nerd mom. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Geek mom. Yeah. Got a few of those. Um, Doxa and Quinora are going to kill the dog. Yeah. Um, yeah and we're going to let him. He was all settled down, of course, and then, oh. well, Daxa arrived and everything reset back to. <laughs> yes, we do have another Barry because in the IRC we have the Barry VA, who is our IRC rep, who still doesn't have a drop in because nobody can find good Barry White drop ins. Apparently we all failed. Oh, oh we're going to have to oh, forgotten yeah. about that. Oh, I had forgotten about that. We will need to work on that. Hey, chef, uh, chef droppings will work as well because that is very white. (laughs) No, No, it's Isaac Hayes. Or Isaac Hayes. I'm sorry, you're right. Oh, I fail. I have to revoke your geek cred on that one. I (laughs) fail. 
Or your Motown cred. Or my Motown <laughs> I don't know which is worse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the car. So, yeah, www.inktank.com. It is where Barry hangs out. It's where Barry hangs out. And yes, yes. Yes, yes. And we can find all of his work. Where he'll, Of course, he'll be immortalizing all of us in, in future strips because we're, we're just making that kind of an impression on him, right? Well, it is a semi-autobiographical strip, and... Uh, I do take portions of my life and put them in the strip. We'll have to make an impression upon you. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. And actually, I saw uh, one of your recent strips struck close to home, the Why There's No Ink Tank podcast strip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you wonder why I try and pull this one off, because I lived that exact same life that you illustrated in that strip. Well, we, we warned people when we started this. Remember, it was just the two of us? Mm-hmm. And we said... Oh, and by the way, we have a three-year-old who's, then, yes. who's going to come into the room, and you all are just going to have to put up with it because this is the life that we live. Yes, it is indeed. Yep. And thus, the intruder alert was born. <laughs> yes, we're still on the main broadcast rig, and I have drop-ins that Barry can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> and we would we would talk about uh, having arranging for containment, which was a babysitter. Yes. Um, and we had people assume that we'd put our child in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> when we talked about containing our child. You evil, evil and people. So, uh, it was really funny, those emails. It was just outrageous. I'm going to figure out who you are and call social services. <laughs> like, oh, my However, God. People, I think really? in Barry's case, it actually works to his advantage because he gets to draw all the funny things his children do. Mm-hmm. There's yes. that, yes. Never ending. Oh, content. yeah. They are they are constant sources of content. Which, <laughs> and so they are, therefore, text deductible. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. As a business expense. And that's there amazing how that works. Hey, we should be work. We should be working that angle ourselves something. here. We, we, we yeah, what did I LLC miss? or something? Yeah. Apparently, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> so I'm also curious from our friends in Internet Relay Chat. Internet Relay Chat, you say, Gnomewise, what's that? Well, IRC is how you participate in the show when it's going out live. So if you're listening live, you should also be going to www.vtwproductions.com and clicking on the chat link at the top of the page so you can see what the heck it is we're talking about when we we say that, oh, the Black Void says, insert cute comment here. The Black Void is the IRC. The Gray Void actually is the in-game party, World of Warcraft. Uh, We are at Brewer's Field outside of of, uh, Ironforge at this point in Dunmoro. Um, Got a few people here having a little party. Now, Barry, I gather that you also uh, play WoW. Tim, partake. Partake. <laughs> I do. I, I get to occasionally venture into the online worlds. and uh, Yeah, pretty much I've gotten a character, one character, up to 80. Uh, oh, and me I've too. been playing since beta, so I am the definition of very casually hardcore. <laughs> what, uh, what did you get to 80? What kind of class? What side? What do you play? Dwarf Hunter Alliance. A dwarf! Uh, nice. Dwarf. Yes, with my with my polar bear pet, who used to be Mange Claw, so I've had him since level eleven or thirteen, and uh, yeah, pretty much just kept going. And I was guildless up until about level sixty something, and then uh, joined a guild. And very nice people, very helpful and stuff. And then that guild broke up, and then I group joined a group of them to another guild, but. Uh, yeah, they've been nice enough to give me hunter tips and gear tips and take me on raids and fun stuff like that. I'm sort of the uh, the pet old guy for them. So, uh, <laughs> like, you're pet. how old? You have kids? Oh, my God. Yeah. They've, they're, they're, they've decided that they're keeping you. They're willing to put up with yeah. you for the moment. Yeah. 
we take um, me to the Lich King. Grandpa, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lich King's I already. I want to go to Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to make sure that you finish your raid by four o'clock. Because if you're not yes. to Denny's by four thirty or five, then you're eating too I late, like Grandpa. <laughs> Country Town Buffet. Yeah. I showed up at we showed up at dinner because we were going to the show last night. Showed up at dinner at 5.30 and my friend who was taking me out looks at me and goes, oh my God, we're geezer eating. We don't have a choice at this point. We got to go do it. Sorry. Oh, it's Which one's funny. the Lich King, Billy? Hmm. <laughs> That's Marigard, Grandpa. Which one's the Lich King, Billy? <laughs> That's not him. <laughs> well, or, or they have to deal with me constantly babbling about pets because uh, me and another one of my guildmates, Tiddlywinks, are the top number two and number three pet collectors on the server, according to WarcraftPets.com. Plug, plug, and, plug, uh, plug, plug. So we're yes, so we're all the time on there, like you know. Uh, Phoenix, no, 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 let's do this. You know, hey, got the core hound pup, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, my God. They're all like, you know, talking DPS and, you know, which gear. And I've got to squeeze an extra, you know, should I do MM or BM? I'm like, you know, I've got a Phoenix Hatchling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, anyway, back to the raid. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah you're in the right show. Yeah. So what made you actually go for that, though, to have, like you said, 123 pets at the moment? 130. Oh my god. <laughs> my this hero. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have then all of the buy buy your own pets then <clears throat> from the pet store? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the stuffed animal ones were perfect too cuz they, you know, I have the four and a half year old and one year old and boom, hey look, you guys get stuffed animals. I th- I was thinking of you. And uh Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They just happen to be wow characters. That's it. What are these cards that they came with? So oh, I'll just take, let me just take those off the t- ear. There. You don't want to play with those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I choke on them. <laughs> the, uh, um, I'm at the show last night. Went to go see Avenue Q. Ooh. And I sit down. Because, you know, Naked Muppets. I, I'm sorry. You cannot <laughs> skip Naked Muppets. It's the Bad Idea Bears. bears. Oh, God. That was so funny. <laughs> Tequila shots. I still, still got to see that. <laughs> it was it's so awesome. funny. Um, cause you know, the song, the internet is for porn came from there. Yes. And then uh, also one of my favorites, everyone's a little bit racist was very, very funny. <laughs> yeah. They don't pull any punches. They don't pull any punches at all. And, but I sit down and the woman next to me has a Murloc tattoo on her leg. Oh, <laughs> wow. And I was nice. like, play okay. a little wow. <laughs> so there's a conversation started. big yes. long conversation about how she plays wow and all that and that leads into she's a fan of laurel k hamilton and that leads into oh, and yeah. we're like all right somehow i got sat next to someone that is like the perfect match yeah mm. i could i too bad it's not a plane trip <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be all right <laughs> so yeah it was very odd to get one of those small world syndromes in yep. the middle of gamage auditorium mm-hmm People oh. behind you like, could you ladies please keep it down? I'm trying to listen to the porn song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> porn song is just too funny. That ain't right. Kids what don't do did drugs. he do after? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> okay, I have to watch too funny. this. <laughs> Avenue Q? Oh, oh yes. yeah, you've got to yeah. go see it. It's really, really funny. Adult-rated Muppets for the ever-loving yes. win. 
And I have to say that the actors were actually, when the Muppets are having sex, mm-hmm. the actors are really good at timing everything. <laughs> well rehearsed. It wow. looked really real. Really sell the fact that these puppets are having sex on stage. <laughs> Today's episode of Casually Hardcore brought to you by the letters Q yeah. and, yeah. and, and the, the number 69. <laughs> One night stands. Anyway, well, the first the first line is classic. It's the college kid just graduating, and he walks out and he says, "What do you do with a BA in English?" And it's like, <laughs> go go somewhere. I don't know. You're gonna go try and it's like you want fries with that. You want exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So this so, this from the guy with the, with the BA in theater, so I shouldn't talk. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I run now. I run my own IT support company now. Of course, makes perfect sense. Yeah, you kind of found your niche. Yeah. Ever, comma what? Oh God, Boba Fetish would offer that today's episode was brought to you by the letters S and M. Hmm. And the number sixty nine. <laughs> Booyah! Yeah. <laughs> I think that almost demands some kind of a drop in. But uh, you're not exactly sure we have an appropriate one. No, we really well we've kind of meandered the edge of family friendly here there is so we we, we tap dance over that we do have this one penis oh look at that there we go which again barry can't hear hear you can listen to the final episode and you'll understand all these wonderful things that you're missing (laughs) anytime anytime there's silence i'll just be like ink tank yeah. Pluggity plug plug. <laughs> Welcome, Pluggy McPlugster. <laughs> oh my See, goodness. I know you moved into IT. I'm in IT. Yeah. Barry's in IT right. as well, mm-hmm. correct? Where the cool people go. Exactly. Wait, let's explain Barry. Oh, this Barry. This Barry. Yes, that's Not a, I, that, that other Barry. Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Nothing but love, bro. Feeling the love. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give myself this. Silence. Okay. So, um, now you're in you're in web development as in your RL job, right? Yeah, web design. So you're design rather than necessarily back end. You you make it pretty. Yeah, I do a bit of both. I do. I'm pretty comfortable uh, coding wise as well. I have a background with Cold Fusion, so that translated well into ASP and PHP and all that. All those other fun letters. Hey, we and, got this uh, new website that really... Oh, I'm sorry. Off the air. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you want a part-time online job? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, please. Right. For no pay, just like your existing website? I, actually, no I, was, I was talking about the school. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay him. <laughs> Call me after the yeah, show. Yeah, pretty much in Barry, it's, uh, yeah it's, been, it's been, oh, geez, 12 years now doing web stuff. Wow. So, yikes. And I came in as... Uh, I started working for... Uh, my first website was uh, McAfee. The antivirus company, oh, yeah, like so many years ago, and my friends worked there. And at the time, they, you know, the web is kind of new, and they had these contractors and stuff, and they were tired of paying like five thousand dollars for a new button. So they, <laughs> so they were contracting me at home. I was working at home in Oakhurst, and finally they said, "You know what? Let's just bring you in. Uh, we can't h- hire you as an artist right now. We only have an opening for a programmer." So there's this kind of new HTML language out. Seems kind of simpleish enough. So come in. Uh, we're going to hire you as a programmer. And if anybody comes to your desk, just bring up a page of HTML and then uh, just tell them you're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So basically you got really used to clicking on view source. Yes. Yes. And uh, and luckily my, one of my best friends uh, working there, um, 
was my office mate with me, and they said, "Oh, well, let's you know, in a month, we'll test you on HTML, and you know, give it." I think after two weeks, at that point, with the way HTML was, I was like, "I'll take the test now," and pass with flying colors. And it was just, uh, uh, you know, he taught me good programming skills as far as like you know, commenting on the code and tabbing and all that kind of stuff, and just making it readable for other people and keeping good programming uh, issues in mind. And from there, it's just like, "Hey, this is kind of fun. I'm kind of." doing fun technical stuff i can make the art interactive i can kind of blink tag this is fun so no, uh, you're the one no. <laughs> hey you know what the site needs spinning flaming skulls so uh each in its own frame yep when we parsed the log we would actually print out the we'd print out the entire log on paper and parse it with a yellow highlighter oh uh, wow this, yeah yeah, this is before. So they're like, hey, find out you know, who came from this IP address. Uphill, oh, through the snow, both ways. Yes. <laughs> <Oof>. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how I got my start. And then ever since then, it's just like kind of stayed in web work. And then uh, eventually moved into cartooning as a creative outlet because everything I was doing was creative for other people. And my wife got tired of hearing me bitch. And she said, just do something. Don't do something. Paint a picture. <laughs> Sing, build a fire. Sing some camp songs. Do something. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> Lest I kill you. And then, now, you've had an interesting situation where a lot of the stuff we talked about. I mean, the, our show has its roots in being just originally just a World of Warcraft show. We've since expanded into that plus general geek culture. But a lot of what we were talking about was the the juggling of the needs of real life as family raising children and the desire to participate in something like World of Warcraft. And yeah. from the outside, uh, you know, as I was reading your comic in its first incarnation, which was Angst Technology, mm-hmm. I got to witness someone going through pretty much the same thing, where this is actually the second coming of your webcomic career. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, pretty much. I had done, um, I started, uh, I think I started cartooning in 1989, launched Angst Technology in about 2000. And it was just a early on in kind of web comics-ness, so there wasn't too much competition, and we're all kind of, you know, tight comic community and stuff. And I had built up, after a few years, after about four or five years, to about 40,000 to 50,000 uniques a day, people stopping by, and um, doing pretty well success-wise. But a lot of the other cartoonists um, had been transferring over to maybe being full-time and you know, really pulling a business out of it. But unfortunately, and that's them with like, you know, maybe they have a working spouse who's able to get benefits and that sort of stuff. Right. But for me at the time, it was, um, you know, living in the Bay Area, very high, you know, rents and crazy housing market, uh, you know, kind of wife going through school. So there's not really a dual income there sort of thing. So pretty much it was kind of a, what I call a professional hobby and, you know, kind of did it and enjoyed it and stuff. But after a while, it's like I took, um, a bit of time off because we had our first child on the way and I said okay I'm going to go on hiatus you know and plus you know the, the I had been doing I think three strips at that point with Angst Technology Sorry We're Open and Weekend Warriors and I said okay you know what I'm going to take a little bit of a break uh, I'm going to actually you know go to school with um, you know get a, another animation degree because at that point I was kind of like maybe I should you know have a creative job and had the kids, so it took about two years off or so, two and a half years off, and then got back into it. And when I relaunched this site, uh, luckily there was you know a very core group of fans who kind of just kind of hung around, stayed in the forums, kept talking, and off of that kind of launched the site again. I said, well, this time you know, Angst Technology and Weekend, War- Weekend Warriors and Star Open 
are all very much facets of my personality. I said, well, the site's always been called Ink Tank just because I've had it forever. So I decided to make it semi-autobiographical uh, Ink Tank because I'm Ink Tank in forums and on the web and here and there. So uh, this time it was actually more, even more semi-autobiographical with actually me in it and then using my own life uh, experiences. So, you know, being a geek dad and then kind of putting myself in ideal situations uh, like working at Angst Technology, bringing uh, old characters back into the mix and bringing the Inkyverse full circle to also, uh, you know, bringing in real life things that happen. I think um, one of the strips deals with uh, my interview with Cryptic Studios where I just, you know, <laughs> I, so, I was so excited. I just totally <laughs> blanked out when they were yeah. talking to me. Nervous. And I was like, I swear to God, I said something about Laura Croft. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, and like my wife couldn't hear the She couldn't hear the story because she'd cringe. It's like, please don't tell me that story again. She's like, I... <laughs> can't hear it because like two days later i was like i think i said something about laura croft <laughs> no yeah, i'm pretty sure i did i was like what i said something i think i said the word awkward did i say awkward or was i thinking that <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh my god and you know i was like oh just terrible terrible so that of course that you know terrible situation makes for comedic gold mm-hmm. so turned it into a strip so and then uh but i think uh when I did the strips before, they were um, five days a week, sometimes seven days a week. Yeah. And at least now with the two kids here, and I recently took another like two or three month hiatus, um, just for the winter for you know the new one, uh, the one year old um, or eight month old at the time. We just kind of had to deal with more family stuff, and so I took a mini hiatus again. But yeah, it's just uh, again, it's just sort of a professional hobby, and I'm able to. Just kind of have a creative outlet. I've kind of got my schedule done to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is something I can kind of deal with. If I get behind, I'm not too far behind. Um, you know, I don't worry too much about backlogging strips I've missed. I just kind of try to keep it current and then moving forward and stuff. So, But three days a week is a little tough for a guy who's built for five-day-a-week uh, storylines and stuff. But Slight modification to your, uh, to your system. but Yeah, yeah. Definitely four-panel-minded and uh, five-day-a-week storyline-minded. <laughs> <laughs> Story arc. Story arc. The well, I mean, as a reader, I'm just glad that there's free content out there for me to read. So, on behalf of all the silent majority of listeners or <laughs> viewers, thank you, Barry. We appreciate the work that you do. Yes, yes. you're welcome. welcome. And I think I recently put up, a, or not recently, last year I put up a tutorial on doing word balloons in Photoshop, and I want to do some more things like that. I feel it's very important to give back to the community as well because. Um, there's so many people out there who want to try it or, you know, they don't know. And there's lots of times I've come across stuff where I haven't done things because, oh, I don't know. If, you know I don't know how to do that. I'm not even going to try. And then I just kind of grip my teeth and just do it, you know, either trying a new art style or, you know, looking into book publishing and things like that. So I think I'd like to do more tutorials and put some resources up and stuff just for, you know, new people or even old people to go in and uh, <laughs> babies, babies and babies in the elderly. That's my target audience. <laughs> To, to say, basically just, you know, put some resources up for them to Targeting help the elderly, you probably should be looking at buying land in Argentina. <laughs> Step three, profit. profit. Yeah. Yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. So you've given me an opening there because we, we do something very similar here at Versus the World Productions where we encourage people to explore their podcasting desires. We're oh. soliciting short-form content. And we've got actually two episodes of that to play this week. Uh, which you won't be able to hear unless you tune in separately, Barry, or listen to the archives. <laughs> so <laughs> my, we're going to tell you Skype all about rate, it. Yes, it's fantastic. It's incredible. And then I saw God, can. but you can't hear it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
as a pluggity plug plug segment here, if you are listening and you're interested in trying out this uh, live shoutcasting and or podcasting thing, uh, we're always looking for short form content for all of our shows, not just this mm-hmm. show. And it's three to five minute bits that you pre-record and send in and then are played as part of the show on whatever topic ignites your soul. And send queries and uh, content submissions to VTWsubs, that's VTWSUBS, at gmail.com. And they will be sorted, parsed, minced, liquefied, and then perhaps put on the air. And we will be very interested in helping people develop their skills um, if only to continue doing short form content or to go for it and put a whole weekly show on the air. Yeah. Much like what you were talking about doing with webcomic artists. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm surprised about how many. I mean, like I and I guess YouTube is kind of everlasting because I put that up there like a year ago and still, you know, I keep getting, oh, is this person subscribed? And I get comments still. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that stuff's just always there. And the people search for forever. tutorials. And yeah. as, as many, many people learn to their chagrin. chagrin. The internet is forever. <laughs> Ever. Forever. It's been interesting yeah. to observe the generation or two behind us who have put their youthful indiscretions up on things like MySpace oh, and Facebook. Oh, hell yeah. Because we were past that stupid portion of yeah. our lives before those things came into being. So we're fairly safe for them. We can just put our, our middle-aged uh, indiscretions up on Facebook and YouTube, and we're less likely to do that. Because, yeah. well, we're not young and stupid anymore. And Point two, where he said, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Just old and geeky. Yep. In my day, my day, twenty four hundred bottoms, <laughs> and one person could be on the BBS at a time. It was horrible. At which point they I'm look a- at you and go, "What's a BBS?" I'm going to kill <laughs> you. <laughs> no. What was a? Yeah, I think I had a CompuServe account like way oh, back yeah. when. Wow, oh. I had a Prodigy, Prodigy account. Yep. AOL, those were the big three. Yep. Oh. CompuServe, Prodigy, and AOL. And Although AOL is the only one my that actu- still exists. My my actual internet uh, start, I guess, like in full. I mean, I had every. Oh, I gotta get a Prodigy account. No idea why. I just had to, or CompuServe. I don't know why I had to have it. But uh, the Sierra network, TSN. Oh, was yes. kind of my big start because I worked at Sierra at the time, and we just launched it, and they made us all get on it. Yep. And uh, that was like, you know, it was nice because there was, there was Larry Land, there was graphical avatars, there was uh, the Shadow of Euserbius, kind of a yeah. mud, you know, visual mud and stuff. So and a uh, Red Baron. So yeah, it was pretty much. Um, yeah, that was kind of my start too. It was like, hey, this internet can actually be fun. These interweb that's, things. That's, it was a lot of fun. We, I think, I was the only one who had internet in college, and our friend Intrep got me kicked or banned from like every chat room in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will it. say from the from the very beginning, the internet has been, and always shall be, for porn. Oh yeah. Well, I started with news groups. Yeah. That, that, that opened my young <laughs> eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> Alt.what? <laughs> yeah. My favorite is still alt.swedish.chef.bork.bork.bork. <laughs> Never a dull moment on the interweb. Someday not on the air, I will tell you the story of my very first. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. That could but be bad. It's just the short form of it is her first voyage on the internet, get into Usenet news groups and mm-hmm. go to one of the questionable dark corners. Sure. And managed on her first try to find a post put up by someone we knew. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to go look this person in the eye and say, Don't do that. Woof. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Was, I think, I think uh, um, Chris Rock had a bit about being a parent and stuff, and it was his sole purpose now as a father is to keep his daughter off the pole. And I, <laughs> yeah. I can update it now. Yes. My sole purpose as a father is to keep the daughter off the cam. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my, uh, yeah, we, we, I, I looked at my husband and I, and he looks at me and says, our child's internet will always be monitored. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, and yeah. I said, yeah. honey, it's not us here in our house that we need to worry about. It's when he goes over to his friend's house and his parent, the friend's parents are not yeah. like you. And they go off and they find the things that they should not see. <laughs> and they come home and they say, Mom, what's X? Mm-hmm. At which point I actually begin to like throw up a little bit in the back of my throat. <laughs> and I have to actually answer that question and right. figure out how to navigate that. Yeah. I love having yeah. a boy. Uh, well, you know. Um, I- <laughs> yeah. that's. Let me I'm tell saying. you a little something about teenage boys. <laughs> no, believe me. That's it's okay. Easier. I love my boy. Well, no, no. You know the rule. With a boy, you only have to worry about one. Mm-hmm. Right. With a girl, you have to worry about all, all of, of them. them. All of them. Yep. So, do you have uh, boys, girls? Two girls, right? Yeah, me, two girls. Two girls. Oh, Barry. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, Sorry, man. And the, well, the four and a half year old, she has her own computer now. Um, I've set it up with, uh, you know,. I'm the admin, obviously. Give her a limited access account, set her bookmarks and her IE for Sprout Online, that sort of stuff. And she is also playing on my WoW account. She has a character on there. Uh, but pretty much her idea of playing, I monitor, I kind of sit there and watch her and, you know, oh, this is what you want to go, go there. But pretty much her idea of playing is to run backwards while the pet panda chases her and she watches it <laughs> and laughs. So I'm allow feeling me, okay now. Allow me to recommend to you Toontown.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically Ooh, it's Disney's take on the MMO, and it's basically WoW for kids. Yep. And I believe there's also a Lego MMO. On its way. In, it's in beta. On its mm-hmm. way. Yeah. We have, uh, yeah, uh, Nemesis, uh, we had to take him off of, off of WoW. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he dug the stabbing motion a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> and... and because on a, on a mage, and he also really liked fire, oh, so he would yeah, wander around yeah. going fire, fire, uh, fire, geez. and it was like, oh, okay, we can't do it at four. Yeah. We're like, okay, well, she's no, like, well, at least can't. at least I'm feeling good because she's very interested. We let her try it out. Um, she's not that interesting. She likes kind of dressing the character up a bit. It's like level five or six, um, but that's about it. You know, it's not really her cup of tea. She much prefers the Disney princesses on the Wii. She'll play that for hours on end. Um, just, you know, like Disney princesses and do that. So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, she got a chance, you know, a taste of it. Um, but yeah, pretty much just always moderated. And, you know, and I even, I was a little nervous at first, but because I had a friend who had his kid play and he seemed fine, but then he started having nightmares about, you know, being chased and, you know, things coming to kill him and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, I wonder where that's coming from. <laughs> so, mm, gee, I wonder. Uh, okay, this brings us up against our first break. Our first break this week is brought to you by the amazing Amelia Overbay Day, episode 14 of Northrend News. Coming at you right after this. We'll be back. Thank you. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on VTWProductions.com. We'll be back right after this. Hi, 
I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Ted told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? Welcome to North Rend News, a subsidiary of the Nomergan News Network, with your host, Blinky Bixby. In today's top headline, the Demons of Outland are filing suit against game developers this week, claiming with the advent of Cataclysm that Blizzard will not be living up to their promise as equal opportunity employers. While members of the Burning Legion were employed en masse as dungeon keepers, bounty hunters, archdemons, and nefarious masterminds with the release of the Burning Crusade, it has become obvious that their role will not be reprised during Cataclysm. It was bad enough being sidelined during Arthas's little rebellion. Legion spokesdemon Mephistroth says, But none of us really wanted to go to Northrend anyway. But we've seen the trailers for Cataclysm. Azeroth is going to be ripped apart by lava storms, whirlwinds, and earthquakes. Now, natural disasters are something we're good at. I mean, have you seen Shadowmoon Valley? Why not let the Legion do its job? Unemployment rates in Atlant have skyrocketed this year with very few demonic overlords being able to make ends meet, Mephistroth said. Blizzard had no official response to the Legion's accusation, though official Cataclysm lava flow engineer Ragnaros is quoted as telling the demons of Outland to get in line. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Hard to understand what we wanna be about. 
And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with all of us and all of you. Plus uh, one. Plus, plus one. Plus one. <laughs> the guy come in via the tubes. And that was another Hi, I'm Tank. Hey! <laughs> you can stay. And there was much rejoicing. And there was much rejoicing. I'm going to learn how to podcast. <laughs> I do this good. I podcast real good. Golf clap. Golf clapping. You got a pretty voice. You got a really pretty <laughs> voice. Why won't you, Why won't you love me, Jenny? I'll be a good podcaster. <laughs> um, I had a question before we go into the wow, wow segment. segment. Uh-huh. It was something on the forums that I saw you responded to. There's that, lots of Barry. stuff on the forum. There's a lot of stuff on the forum. But it was in particular to a game that I never heard of called King of uh, Chaos. Oh, yeah. That's what right, is I that? Yeah, Barry, Barry <laughs> brief us on this. Uh, that was a game a while ago. It's kind of a social, I guess, social networking game, and there's a lot of them out now. But back then, Kings of Chaos popped up, and I don't know how it showed up on our radar. But um, it was kind of one of those, you know, you choose a race: elf, dwarf, human, whatever, mm-hmm. and you get some an orc, and you get some benefits. You know, like humans got more gold, and dwarves had more stability or stamina. Stability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stamina. You're right. Weebles wobble, and, but they don't fall down. So. Uh, and then you just kind of go and and you built your you would get um, a soldier for everybody who signed up uh, under you. So it's almost like a, almost a pyramid scheme too. So if you have more people <laughs> under you, and then the people that they hire, you get a half person for each person they require, recruit. And having a popular web comic, um, I posted my link on my site and immediately shot up there pretty high. And it was me and Greg Dean from Real Life. Greg had got in earlier and had a huge army and pretty much. As we moved along, and a lot of people were complaining, like, this isn't fair, and these guys have these sites. Uh, and they recently, then they changed the rules after that to kind of do things for certain ways and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but during this whole first age, it was just, uh, you know, the Wild West. And at one point, Greg had gotten himself to, to the point where he was untouchable. You had to have a certain number of something to be able to attack the person above you and stuff like that. And he had just gone through the stratosphere and got to a point where he was unattackable. Uh, or he had, he was almost in the in the. I am a superpower. Um, yeah, in the in the in the chain of in the in the ranking system. I think I was like second or third or something. But I had enough people, and he was just about like later that day he would be in the untouchable range, and I was like, you know what, um, you know, I'm just gonna attack. Go for it. And you know, and the thing <laughs> is too, I didn't realize it at the time, but when you attack, defenders lose more people defending than attackers lose more people attacking. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that because I hadn't really done much attacking, and I was like, "Ah, yeah, let's just go." And you know, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. I figured I'm just going to commit suicide. You know, I'll lose all my guys, and he'll knock his down the equal number of guys I have, and maybe other people can take him on. And as it turned out, you know, it did bring him down, but I didn't lose as many people as I thought. And once he was in range, it was one of those like everybody hates, you know, <laughs> the number one guy. So everybody was attacking. Guys was like, you know, I've got ten guys, get him! You know, <laughs> like, just it was like a feeding frenzy. And he rolled down, and I rolled into the top spot. And at that point, then I was untouchable. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> what have now I done? I'm the popular one. Now I'm yeah. the popular one. <laughs> what oh, have I wrought? I'm popular on the interwebs. Uh, so then there was somebody else who had been playing who didn't have a popular webcomic. They were, I think they were in, I guess they were in second place at that point. Um, and, you know, I felt they had played more honorably and they had played by the the, the um, 
spirit of the game as opposed to just like I've got a popular webcomic send me all your people uh, so I kind of got in I pretty much got a free pass getting in there and so when it came down to the end of the game I pretty much um, put him into first pay- place and attacked anyone who attacked him and secured him a first place position because uh, I felt he kind of did it or she I'm not even sure uh, <laughs> that they did it you know like for real, you know, they really played the game and they really built their army up, and they had had to deal with a lot of people attacking and fighting and back and forth and resource gathering and losing and stuff. So, ended up uh, just kind of relinquishing first place to them right into the last minute, and uh, they ended up winning that age. But again, everybody's like, "Oh, Barry, let him win and stuff." But you know, and then after that, I think uh, I had one of my Foramites take over, uh, leader of the army. I think we won the second age as well, wow. and then. Uh, and then the third age we ranked somewhere, but you know, kind of lost interest after a while. But yeah, I'm surprised people still remember that. Oh my god, that was ten years ago. At least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legends Jeez. don't die. The internet is forever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. kidding. Even the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not all. It's not all bad. <laughs> horrifying, <laughs> badly overexposed pictures of body parts. It's yeah. pretty good. Oh, that's nice. Have you seen? And I felt the... and I felt bad for uh, Greg because I was like, ah, sorry, Greg. <laughs> Dude, Sorry, I was man. just trying to commit suicide. I didn't think I was going to Okay, Greg is now one of the juggernauts of the webcomic industry, is oh, he yeah. not? Then mm-hmm. I refuse to feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he came out okay. <laughs> do, do, do you think you, you could get him on the show with us? Oh. <laughs> He's local. Um, hey. Is he California or Arizona? Uh, Bay Area, California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go kick him in the shins then, my God. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll come find me. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think I saw him pretty soon after that at uh, uh, one of the Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, and shook hands. We talked for a little bit. Um, my wife recognized him because he was dressed like his character or his, like himself. In exactly. The, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real life comics. That's that's along with Ink Tank is one of my daily dose of, of my mm-hmm. long list of web comics that I follow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've got one on my show. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that you squeaking in excitement did not sound as good as the the uh, one month one year old squeaking in delight before the, <laughs> in the show. background. I think it's oh, kind of yeah. cute. The squealing in the background is well, it's awesome um, because it is our lives. Yeah. Welcome to okay, our lives. Except for that one, you get a hey there, hot mama. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, hot mama. <laughs> so, World of Warcraft, this game that we occasionally play, including yes. our guest. Yes. yes. What the heck are we? Oh, yes. We we're going to talk about how awesome enhancement shamans are in raids. That's what we're going to talk about. How much you miss them <laughs> when, when they're gone. When, when they're they take gone. a full week off. Yeah. And how people underestimate and undervalue the the raid-wide buff that certain yeah. classes bring. Well, I think it, it, it goes to this, the normal way folks get focused on recount. And the DPS oh, meter yes. there, uh, mm-hmm. and they go, "You're putting out 4K, and somebody else puts out 4.5K. Therefore, 4.5K is better in all situations." And they yeah. don't go to think that the person putting out 4K may also be helping the entire raid. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. and that's kind of what we ran into last yeah. night in Ice Crown <clears throat> Citadel is we had to swap out Daxa because she was working, who plays an enhancement shaman for a. Uh, Warlock, right? Yeah. That's what we brought in that wasn't normally there. And the Warlock was doing great DPS, was uh, second or third on the meters, but we were a little melee heavy, and we were missing Wind Fury, and we were missing Heroism, which was huge yeah. in, in terms of yeah. looking at our raid wide, and suddenly Fester Gut became very challenging. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we got him down to 200K health. And oh, 72K. Oh, I didn't hear the 72. I think that was the last run, that, the yeah. last attempt that we did before we tried VOA. But we got him down to 72K at health total, and then he did the berserk thing and killed everybody. Yeah. And it was like. Well, the thing, I, I think people forget the support, you know, spells and stuff too. You know how important they are. It's like, oh, this person does damage, but it's not just DPS. It's you know also what you bring to the raid too. I always keep drums of the wild and drums of kings. I think yeah. on me at all yeah. times, just in case we don't have a pally or a shaman or whatever. And yeah, uh, we've got somebody who does that as well. Yeah, and I don't even keep a really a wolf as a pet anymore because it doesn't have that. It doesn't have the raid wide, you know, uh, buff that he used to. You know, it's just me now. So yeah. I was like, uh, Yes, folks tend to underestimate that. Until it's that not there. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's always a loaded question. I mean, I, as everybody else knows, play rogue. And it's always an interesting question when I get, well, you know, how much DPS do you do? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question. It depends. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I've gotten in the habit of doing. I like to look at, at recount. I like to, and the damage meters. I like to look at the damage meters just because I want to know. It's a check against myself. I don't spam them. I don't do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll say to certain guild members, why isn't something so doing... Why isn't this person doing more DPS when they normally do? And the point was brought up last night. Yeah, we don't have Daxa here. We don't have the insane. Oh, okay. That explains no. a lot. Yep. And I completely forgot the point I was about to make. <laughs> it's, it's, so, so henceforth, you blame Daxa when you're DPS. Yes. No, yes. it's not so much <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> but it's... It's, I've become more and more aware because I'm so focused on what I'm doing and how much DPS I'm doing because, admittedly, for Rogue, that's your damn job. You're a number along with the, Along with the, you know, the occasional, depending on the fight, interrupts and stuff like that. But I've gotten in the habit of watching that. And I've also noticed that, yeah, it really depends on what, um, what buffs I've got on mm-hmm. because the, in the different makeups for the party. I was in a five-man the other night with some friends, some guildies. And we had a priest with us, and he was asking me. I mean, I was. It was in. I don't even remember what it was. And uh, a, f- a five-man heroic, and he was asking me. I was doing like twenty-eight or twenty-nine hundred DPS. And in some instances, that's the way it goes. I think we were in in AN, mm-hmm. and he was asking me, well, "Shouldn't you be doing like twice as much DPS?" And I had to explain to him, "No, because it's a raid spec." You want to come into ICC with me and watch me do six or seven K? Yeah, then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it was like, are you kidding me? So I had to explain to him very politely that, um, yeah, we're pulling trash right now, and this, that, and the other thing. And um, are we killing the bosses? Yes. Are we getting through this in a timely manner? Yes. Okay. What's the problem then? Yeah. So I, I it just in, was I one of those things. That. I just that was the first time I'd run into that in a really long time, and I was kind of surprised by it. Yeah. I actually got on a couple times this week just to hop on and do the random daily. And in both instances, I ran into uh, screwheads that were throwing out criticisms about the DPS being, quote, too slow. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do tell. Who are, I remember People who are completely spoiled about just steamrolling through instances. We're doing freaking Agile Nauru, okay? And we are going yeah. through, without a delay, just downing everything. And at every juncture, this priest is just bitching and complaining that we're going, quote, too slow. 
we haven't wiped. We haven't. That was the one that we, you and I were both in. Yes. That was the same and, guy. Yes. That and was the same and you're guy. Not, and you're not stopping. It's not like you're sitting there and no. stopping. No. You're not doing the, no, no. We the were, crazy chain pulls. We, sti- we were steamrolling it, but we just weren't going as fast as this guy wanted us to. Yeah, and actually Barry Vier was on that run. Yes, he was. Because he's, he's there were several guildies, and I think the priest was the, there were four of us, and there was who were guildies, and the priest was the only one who was pugged. And, and Barry was lecturing him, Barry Vier, not Barry Ink Tank. Right, <laughs> was lecturing them <laughs> just for on clarification how DPS is a function of time and how this is calculated and how he should probably STFU and just get on with the run. Coconut yeah. smile. Yeah, but I've really I'm, I'm getting really disheartened and really tired of. People who are whining and bitching, complaining, when there's nothing wrong. Yeah. When we're achieving the content, we're getting through quickly, and we're not well, meeting your imaginary bar. Exactly. That's the problem. You just hit the nail on the head, is that people have expectations. And if you're not living up to their expectations, even though you have no clue what those expectations are, Precisely. you're wrong, and you suck as a player, and you fail. And that's where I have... If I had known that that was going on with all three of us, you and I and... and and Bereva, I would have said, "Let's kick this let's guy. Vote we'll f- let's vote to kick, and we'll find another healer." Yeah. Well, and, and, if he, had, and if he well, doesn't like with it. a pug, if you have, you exactly. can't have preconceived notions in a pug. It's no. You know, I've been in when I, you know, like I said, I only hit eighty recently, and thanks to my guildmates, they you know, kind of tell me what kind of gear to get. But when I started doing the uh, the looking for group thing, just to get my pug pet. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I Ulterior very, motive. Insert here. I was very sure to go in and say. Hi all, you know, say party hi all, and it's like my first time in here, you know, just a heads up, and they're like, hey, mine too, or you know, some people are like, and then if you know, as long as I set that expectation, then people are like, okay, this guy's gonna do this, uh, you're gonna want to run here. Do you have deadly boss mods? Uh, no, <laughs> like or it's like, no, oh, okay, well go get it next time, and you know, this guy, and they kind of walk me through it, and I get deadly boss mods next time, and you know, so it's kind of a learning thing, and it's just like, you know, it's not even just you know. The people who were like, you know, come on, hurry up. And it's like I had to tell people, like, I don't – I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like at some point you went through this for the first time. Who told you how to do it? You uh-huh. know, and like, exactly. Oh, yeah, and good point. Un- you know, and then they're, then they're a little bit nicer and, you know, more, more uh, able to help and stuff. Yeah. And then I do the same thing. I still do pugs and people say, you know, I say, okay, this guy's going to do this and da, 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 And I try to help out. See, I you enjoy know, that part. Yeah. yeah. And this so is called I. paying it forward. Yeah. Yes. Well, now, unfortunately, not enough people get that concept. Right. Yeah. It is It is something of a challenge, sadly. Um, but was Boba Fetish your last person in your, other than the priest? Was Boba on that run? Boba I said, remember. I was there, but not the priest they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. If it might have been a different run. run. Might have been a different run. I run with Boba pretty regularly. Yeah. So. Although he says that priest was an idiot. <laughs> he, so I think it was. The there are lots run. of priests out there, and there are lots of idiots out there, so those are going to intersect at one yes. time or another. They're not. Yeah. Mutually oh, inclusive yeah. terms, though. Well, I, and I, guess I'm, I guess I'm lucky, too, to do so many pugs and stuff, because when my guild finally took me on raids, and like, hey, let's go do this. We're going to do a 10-man. We're going to do a 25-man. Um, I'm like, I'm doing 6K. I rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm the greatest <laughs> hunter ever. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. Back to it. And then I go back to pugs, and it's like, wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I run into yeah. as well. <laughs> it's all situational, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Yep. I, but, I I'm not very numbers. I got to tell you, when I'm I'm playing the druid, I'm just not as numbers oriented mm. in in healing spec. Your your test of whether or not you're a good healer is is everyone still standing at the end of the mm. encounter, and are they as close to full health as possible? Yeah, and people lose sight of that. And unfortunately. so I don't look at am I you know what are my what's my actual 
heal over time? What's my actual the stats there? I think there's it's, actually can I get it? Can I get through this? Barry VA's response to this tool part of it was. Oh man, your heals per second is is way too low. We should probably kick yeah. you. Your HPS, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, and mm-hmm. I decided, no, I'm just not going to go there. And I just—that's how I look at it. Is are you doing your job? Are you progressing? Is the group progressing? If Precisely. you're not progressing, then you got to diagnose why. But if you're succeeding, what's holding us up? What's your issue? Yeah, see, that was right. the thing. The whole my point, whole point of getting into a pug is to do the random daily and get two f- badges of frost. My standard for that is whether or not we finish the instance. And Pikaru yeah. from the Black Boy basically says that, you know, 10K combined DPS and no deaths will be quicker than 15K in four wipes. Right. right. But yeah. we weren't wiping. But no. we weren't wiping. Well, right. I no. know, but that's the And I'm not doing this to burn through because usually I'll do one daily and get my frost badges and then I'm done with heroic five mm-hmm. mans for mm-hmm. the day. Yes. I'm not one of those people who goes and does 10 or 15 of them in a row in a short period of time because, well, that's all the time I've got. So I understand that there's a different standard and people have different goals. That's not my goal. My goal is to get the one done for the day so that I get my two frost badges so that I can go buy my welfare epics. And <laughs> <laughs> love you too, Octail. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I threw that in there. And then, you know, I can go move on to, you know, the, 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 the heroic weekly or the, uh, I'm sorry, the weekly raid and get my five more frost badges and then go from there. Right. So everybody's got different goals. What everybody needs to not lose sight of is that it's a damn game, people. Yeah. I play this for fun. I play this because I get some social networking that I don't normally get during the week. I've made some really good friends here in World of Warcraft, and it gets me away from reality and what I do for a living and all the other crap that I'm going through in the rest of my life. And that's really the only reason I get on. So mm-hmm. when that stops the game stops feeding that need, I'll either find another game or I'll just close that chapter in my life and, off I, and off I go. So yeah. There'll be a new hobby in the offing. Exactly. Homebrewing. Like I, yeah, like I don't have enough already. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And yes, that noise was actually me eating my mic because I am hungry. Nom, 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 nom. Which brings us up tidally up against our next break. Mongry. Mongry. Squeak. Squeak. We have our next break. It's our first ever uh, entry from uh, Gearhead. Uh, if you're from the EU, that would be a petrol head. Uh, <laughs> so we have This Week in Car Tech coming to us from oh. Thane, who you have wow. probably heard on Octane Hordic vs. the World. He's done several uh, media breaks for them, first for us. And also kind of you know diversifies. We certainly have no shortage of car geeks and other kinds of... Uh, I really see computer nerds who strive to optimize and overclock their machines... Oh, it's yeah. just the modern incarnation of the old gearhead. Yeah, oh, we, pretty we, much. We're, mm-hmm. we're fine tuning our computer the same way they're fine tuning their engine. Well, I gotta say, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't do anything with my car, <laughs> believe me. Sure. <laughs> but I still find like uh, the Tappet Brothers uh, amazing. Oh, yeah, click and clack. Yeah, engrossing show. Tom and Ray Mayazzi. Yeah, <laughs> nice good boys. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're entertaining as hell. Well, they're also, entertaining, but also the, the content very knowledgeable. Yeah, the content's good. Yeah. So, so we have our very first uh, gearhead entry from Thane coming to you in this break. We'll be back right after this to talk about our movie of the every other week. In this case, it is the fifth the fifth element, element. classic multipass. <laughs> we'll be back right after Avis. Hello, I'm Octail. And I'm Nomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? 
Well, if you do, send an email to vtwsubs at gmail.com. That's vtwsubs at gmail.com. Hello, welcome to This Week in Car Tech on Casually Hardcore with me, Thane. Let's start these segments off with a strange story from Ferrari. It seems that the Italian supercar maker has decided to get into the green market with their first ever hybrid vehicle. It's based on the 599 GTB Ferriano and has a small uh, 107 horsepower electric motor paired to a 6 liter V12 monster of an engine. Uh, that combination in and of itself is a little bit strange, but Ferrari claims that the car should get up to 25 miles per gallon compared to the standard 599 16 miles per gallon. Uh, the important question to ask is why is Ferrari doing this? And for the life of me, I don't know. Uh, these supercars are driven so sparingly by their owners that the carbon savings for this thing are easily outweighed by the fact that if you don't live around the corner from the factory, it needs to be shipped to you, whether or not that's by air or by sea, um, neither of which is a very efficient way to get a car. Um, and that's if you don't have to fly to the Ferrari factory in order to be trained on how to use your new car, as Ferrari has done in the past. Now, if Ferrari was serious about limiting the environmental impact they have, uh, they should have probably developed a high-output diesel motor, uh, diesel being generally cheaper and cleaner in modern engines. And although horsepower numbers are nice, it's torque that really gets you off the line quick, and torque is diesel's playground. Um... Everybody out there is probably thinking, well, diesel, you know, you see the black smoke belching out of the back of a truck when they take off. And that might be true, but don't forget, those vehicles, those trucks are probably hauling uh, at least an equivalent amount of weight to what the truck itself weighs most of the time, if not far more. Your average big rig is carrying about 10 to 15 tons worth of material, so it needs a little extra. This car, uh, let me just look here, the weight of this thing, uh, well, we don't actually have an official weight on it, but it's it's not going to be too heavy. And so that black smoke you see, if you think about a... Uh, uh, Volkswagen diesel, uh, anything. You don't see that black smoke too often. And diesel would have been, like I said, the way to go to really uh, enforce environmental impact regulations. So in closing, nice try, Ferrari, but you missed the mark. And this has been Thane on Casually Hardcore, only on VTWProductions.com. And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with all of us and all of you and plus one Barry. Hi, I'm Ink Tank. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Ink Tank. I knew I could count on you. There we go. There you are. So we were going to talk about our first geek movie that yes. we had uh, given out oh. to you as a do do? an assignment. Okay, so we're going to do either 
No, just we, go ahead and do an hour? We had previously um, mm-hmm. talked to them about uh, going out and watching The Fifth Element. Right. 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 A Luc Besson film uh, based on French source material and is therefore kind of odd. Yeah. Kind of. In, in a really... <laughs> in a really good way. Really Are you awesome kidding? Way. It's It's like, I don't know... Uh, Blade Runner meets Teletubbies. N- nice hat. <laughs> oh, oh, I man. love that. Oh, you, you like, like it? it? <laughs> 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 and apparently, very, uh, very Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, kind yeah. Of uh-huh. yeah. Take it. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. This is a well-loved geek movie. Sci-fi. Sci-fi nerd epic. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I've said this before. I really, generally speaking, don't like Bruce Willis. I have a really See, hard time I, I with like him. I like Bruce Willis, but... I really love him in this film. Yeah. Oh, he's mm-hmm. great in this film. Um, so everybody, And that's the main thing, I think, that separates it from any of the failure sci-fi movies. You can just see every actor, everybody just said... We're just going for it. Yeah. yeah. We're, well, we're not yeah. holding back. Because, yeah. I mean, you have Chris Tucker, who <laughs> up to this point was in, like, Friday and Yeah, but he was Rush good in Friday. Oh, Friday he was, funny. was funny as hell. But, I mean, he was a very, I would say, not somebody you associate with a sci-fi movie. Right. <laughs> and the type oh, of yeah. I would have said the same was. thing about, about Bruce Willis. Well, he at least had a... Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. That was, was one of, of sci-fi. Yeah, I never saw that, but... But yeah, know, Terry Gilliam is kind of his own genre. True. <laughs> well, there is that, yeah. The planet. But yeah, so I think it's just that energy that everybody brought to it separates this film from so many others that you're just like, oh, that's really cheesy or it's really bad. I mean, yeah, but the well, thing about that movie is it's eminently watchable. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I watched, I was on, when we were doing, God, it was Friday night, I think it was, when we were doing Alduar as our backup to get to the conservatory of life. You guys obviously weren't there. And I flipped the thing on, flipped the TV on like I normally do, and I turned to Spike TV, and what happens to be on? Oh, episode two. <laughs> the very scene where where Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman profess their love, or their characters profess their love uh, for one pure another. chemistry right Oh, my there. God, I wanted to vomit. And <laughs> all I had to do, I, and, all I put, and all I put in there was, was must, period, kill, period, Hayden, period, Christensen, period, and Barry V.A. put in there, watching episode two, are we? And I was like, because <laughs> he had just flipped through the same thing, but it was pretty yeah. funny. But at the same time, I realized after watching that movie for 15 minutes, as much as I love uh, Ewan McGregor as an actor, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. It was just that bad. And I, and, but Fifth Element, no, no problem. Yeah. I can flip that on and sit there and watch that for. You know, yep. I don't care how many times I've seen that before. I can watch that movie again with no problem. Oh yeah, and because it's so party? well done. Multipass just walked up to me. Oh, nice. <laughs> at the dance party. Nice. One naked drain eye coming in. Dra- naked drain eye shaman. Nice. Multipass. Even with the right hair. Nice. Um, what? Dallas Multipass. Yes. Dallas Multipass. Speaking speaking of Lilo Dallas Multipass in City of Heroes, I was on with a friend of ours. And someone had created a because it originally you could create naked characters in City of Heroes because you could just Make tone the clothing costume. the same color as their flesh and it looked like they were totally naked. Okay. Well, somebody had had done a character called 
Element 5 <laughs> that was her dressed in the white wraps. Okay. Oh, and yeah. it was really, he showed it to me because that person happened to be on. I was like, oh my God, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, that is totally awesome. And I'm going to kill your dog. Everything. Again. Well, I mean, she you got to remember, she had all three colors of hair. Mm-hmm. She was a blonde brunette and a redhead. Yes. When yes. you looked at her hair, she had blonde roots, red down the side, and brunette tips yep. on it, which it took me like four viewings to catch on to. She's got all of this extra DNA. She's got all of it running through her. Yeah. And her hair was, it a was great, really it was neat. a variable during it. When you listen to the commentary tracks and then view their little extra stuff, mm-hmm. her hair was slowly being dissolved through, I'm the, sure. through the course of the film by the heavy treatments they gave it. Right, right. Yeah. And there's some scenes where she's just playing a wig because her real hair was gone at that point because it had been eaten by the chemicals. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. that poor girl. Yeah. But I remember yeah. the first time we saw it, I think we went with our friend Intrap. Mm-hmm. Right, I, we Possible. went with a pretty big crew, yeah, and I remember Intrip's comment kind of stuck in my head because he was like, "I don't know why they keep thinking that Mila's character was perfect. It was perfect this and perfect that. I don't think she's all that hot." <laughs> and I kept trying to explain to him that the reason they thought she was perfect is not because she was hot, but because from a priest standpoint, this is the culmination of everything he's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And then right. from you know Bruce Willis's standpoint, he had such a horrible experience with this first wife. He's really romanticizing this new woman. So from the scientific standpoint, someone with that perfect a genome would be perfect no matter what they look like. They really weren't looking at her looks. They were more looking at the package. her. Yes. He doesn't think Mila Jovovich is hot. He's an idiot. I know I'm totally opening myself up for war with Intrep, but and I'm going to lose, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick to my opinion on that one. From, oh, from the Black Void, uh, Grassy was saying, that Mila's character in uh, Fifth Elm was a says he says a great play for her prototype in Ultraviolet, and all I can say is Ultraviolet is the movie that most recently in my life I walked out of after having paid for because I thought it was that bad. Robot jocks, baby. Robot jocks. Yes, I know you. you oh, I, uh, yeah. robot jocks. I love robot jocks. Oh, I <laughs> oh, hated that movie. God. I walked out of oh, the movie man. after fifteen I saw minutes that for free. The green laser. Oh my god, they've got the green laser. And up, <laughs> off we went. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I want my money back. This is. I got terrible. it. Though. I was watching it for Lisa Arena, so. Uh. Well, there you go. Yeah. You got to remember. You got to. You got to remember the the purpose. Yeah, I, I. That was back in the BattleTech days. Yep. Yeah. The Black Boy tends to agree with you that Robot yeah. Jocks. Oh my God, that was one of the worst movies. I, the worst movie I've there. ever seen in person. That was terrible. Oh, oh no, because I saw Wing Commander in person. <laughs> oh, I, I, okay. I never saw that, yes. and I saw the D and D movie in person. Yes. That was. Did. Oh, I didn't yeah. walk out of that one, and I should have. How many microphones part, were in the, frame? Yeah. Oh God, that movie! The I best part of it, the D and D movie, was to distract a Beyonder. You, th- with all eyes, you throw a rock to make noise. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all, it's all eyes. eyes. Maybe it's all ears. You can throw a rock and look over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes uh, perfect sense. Oh my oh, God, that movie was yeah. classic. So, and I was so excited about that movie, and I was so disappointed. Yeah. You know, I, as we've mentioned before, there are a lot of topics out there that um, mainstream. Hollywood or television or whatever have a really big challenge trying to get right. And when someone does get it right... Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's usually a big geek. It's a big geek. Mm -hmm. Or it's a Joss Whedon. 
Not necessarily, but, and I point to the Iron Man movie as an example of that, because okay. that movie rocked, Okay, and I thought they got most, I don't know a whole lot about, I didn't no, read they, Iron they Man, it, but they, okay, I, they got that I'm one sorry, right, but, and I don't think there was a geek doing it, it was a big studio production, but I think DC also had, or Marvel, whichever it is, Marvel. Marvel. Oh, it, had a very heavy hand in making sure that that one went right. I'm going to back up, and I'm going to tell you that DC <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and comics... Mm-hmm. They got it. Of course they nailed it. They had how many years of comics to work on? Yes. They took the comic book and went, I'm just going to make a film out of this and make them make it the way that the comic book had it. Well, and stick with these classic stories and find the right lead. See, the I, would, right I would disagree that they they had plenty of years where they had failed attempt after failed, failed attempt. attempt. Oh, like exactly. the Hulk. Yeah, the yeah. Hulk. Or no. the first Punisher oh, no, with even, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, DC had done it right from the beginning with, you know... Uh, you know, even from the TV series, you know, Wonder Woman and Batman sure. and stuff, and then right. the Batman movie comes out, and Superman movie, the, the Christopher Reeve, like, they had really locked in, like, you know, this is, you know, DC mm-hmm. makes good movies, but the Marvel ones were like that horrible uh, Corbin um, Fantastic Four with Never the fake rubber the arm yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. The, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, the things, yeah. and pretty much Marvel was like, yeah, yeah you, you want to make a movie? Yeah, whatever, here, go, go with it, and yeah, then you, whatever, you know, be done with it, give us our money. Over to us. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But, I think, but I think once Blade ended up being such a very large hit for them. They're like, whoa! So like, these could really make us money if they're done good. And then you know, X Men after that, Spider Man and stuff. And they yeah. really started to pay attention and take a vested interest in like, hey, these are our properties you really need to start paying attention. And yeah. you know, then they just you know, but start blowing. But that's the, the challenge: order. is will they pay attention to it? I mean, of all the, there are a few things that I just find are really hard to do. And mm-hmm. these types of stories are just really hard to do unless you are someone who's well, going to pay attention a, yeah, to well, it. Unless you're serious and you treat the source material as literature. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're talking right, about exactly. Fifth Element here whether we know it or not because the source yeah. material for Fifth Element was a French comic book. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I mean, this the storyline is classic, you know, the good versus evil. Although I will point out... Um, the the one like truly horrific thing about Fifth Element, which one was the fact that Luke Perry had a cameo in it. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Jeez, yeah. I thought that was cool as hell. I thought it, it was, was horrific. I, I mean, I wasn't a big fan like, of nine hundred two one zero, but still, that an, was cool as hell. You're taking a nine hundred two one zero boy toy and you're putting him in my. But in see, my right. but see, that you got was, your chocolate in my peanut was, butter. That was why. That was why it worked for me yeah. because I saw. The humor behind it, and I saw the irony behind it, and that's why that's why I thought it was awesome because I thought it was funny as hell, and I got that. I got the joke that the that the producers and the director were trying to throw in there, and Luke mm. Perry, for that matter, were trying to throw in there, and that was why I liked that yeah. so much. Luke Hair Perry, yes. yes. Well, and I think well, they I, did a lot of things correct, like the music cut scenes are are fabulous. The way oh, they yeah. cut scenes together, oh, the yeah. sound, oh, yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dialogue and the way they edited it together. Some of those scenes where it's jumping between the various characters as they're completing sentences for one well, another. Well, from a even from like you know singing the opera to Lulu's right. little dance ballet dance to yes. a fighting, you know, yep. back and forth and back and forth. That's oh, my yeah. favorite scene. I love that scene. That, What's not that, to love? Yeah, yeah you can't. That's scene. one of the best scenes in the film is the opera singer, you know, juxtaposed hitting, with. juxtaposed with the fighting. Um, it's just fantastic. And, oh. the, and her voice, the music is great. Yeah. Yeah. You have that. Um, Slightly electronically altered. Well, yes. Sure. Definitely altered. There's well, no way she could hit all those notes. I inhumanly pot. Well, no, yeah, we've, we've said previously on the show <laughs> that there was, the, in the bonus materials and the various things you can read about it, 
is they the woman who was in the diva costume was an opera singer. Right. Oh, really? I oh, didn't yeah. know she, that. Yeah, she was, she was a coloratura soprano. She was really? a very, very good yeah. um, operatic and singer. I they handed her the sheet music, and she said, Not no, possible. <laughs> no human can sing this. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Your character's not human. Oh, that makes it all better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on this. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. Oh, I understand what my motivation is. So mm-hmm. so she did you know, she did her best singing it and then they adapted it, you know, they edited for the film and, and put mm-hmm. it all together. But she she was a very, very strong singer. The other theme that runs through the, the bonus materials and the and the uh, various commentary tracks is I think that the director of this film slept with like everybody. He was okay. he, he was he, the diva, including the including Bruce Willis, possibly. Oh. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the diva was an, the diva moment. was an ex lover. He was involved with um, Mila Mila Jovovich yeah. during. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was like wow, this guy like really hey. gets around. Cast the couch exactly. It exists. Mm. Yeah, Bruce, come in. I wish to talk to you. Sit yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> Hold this. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. You pick a. That was awesome. That's funny. Now I have a machine gun. Um, Barry, are you sure you don't want to do a podcast? I know. Right? That was yeah. pretty funny. We got this network that you can play. Uh, oh. Yeah, but Gary Oldman was awesome. Oh, yeah. too. I think his parts oh, yeah. were really great. And he, yeah, and he does such like odd roles. He does, but and, he's good in them. I mean, he was the only thing that I really liked about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yeah. Mm. After having read the original, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I love the book, but I went and saw it expecting the book and didn't get it, But so I hated that movie. But at the same time, I looked at the performance that he put on, and it was like, oh, my God, this guy's genius. Yeah. And there's another movie that I can't remember the, the name of where he's in, where he plays a drugged-out the cop. professional. The profe- or oh, yeah. Actually, if you get the, oh, if you get yeah. the unrated Leon version, the Leon the professional, or Leo the professional, and... Either way, his performance in that movie is absolutely yeah. mind blowing. It's like yeah. the top. wow! Well, I love the whole like I love that like you know uh, round up everyone who everyone. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, the uh, for me, what sealed it for me. I always thought he was a great actor, though. Will always be the new iteration of Batman. He nailed Jim Gordon. Oh my God! So yes. amazingly. Yeah. Oh yeah, movies. yeah. That was one of the the other. I, I mean, the guy. He, I don't know if he'll ever be known as a lead actor, but as a character actor, you can't beat him. Yeah, he hits oh. them all. I, yeah, he hits everything they put him into. Fifth Element represents where Gary Oldman showed up on my oh, yeah. radar. Yes, no, yeah. absolutely. Him. It was like, who is this guy? Oh wow. Well, we yeah. did. You know, I, you're watching, and you realize. He's got some really amazing lines in it too. Oh yeah, you know, fire one million. Yep. And so, yes. oh, we only need five hundred thousand. Fire one million. Yes. And then, now a smart person would have asked about the big red button yeah. on yeah. the bottom of the, bottom of the yes. gun. That whole <laughs> I mean, line, that whole lines. series, huge yes. explosion and bring me the priest. Bring me the priest. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. he does this weird hick accent. Yeah. yeah. For this bizarre he, megacorp. God. Yeah, he like, or just or, like this effeminate hick, you know. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. And he just about stole the show with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they're saying too that they mentioned what was your favorite scenes, and I mentioned the one with the Mangalores, where like they're just standing back there screwing around with them, they're all like grouped Shooting together, and yeah, shoots a net on them. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Awesome. never forget that. That was hilarious. Well, my, my one of my favorite scenes is the discussion between him and the priest, oh, where he yes. goes into the whole thing of, well, I look at this, I broke this glass, and now look all, at all these, these little, things so busy, yeah, now. so busy, and there's people that build them, and they go. 
want to have babies, and I serve life. And then, of course, he starts choking on, on the, the chair. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, where's the robot to pat you on the back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, another another very strong performance is Sir Ian Holm. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah. He, he, he has a soft spot in my heart from my formative years because I listened to him on BBC, the radio dramatization of Lord of the Rings, where oh. he was the voice of Frodo. That was, that was a weird now, symmetry where he turns up as Bilbo oh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, because he played Bilbo in the movie. Like, wow, yeah. you're like my Lord of the Rings icon Guy, forever yeah. because you're in my brain <laughs> as Frodo from the radio drama, and now you're freaking Bilbo yeah, in the movie. I can see movies. how that would be strange. So I, and I love him. He, you know, he's Ash in Alien. Mm-hmm. I mean, he turns up in all these significant mm-hmm. geek places of Sir Ian Holm. I, you know, I bow down before you because the, oh, yeah. you are the man. Amazing geek actor. Yeah, and he, yeah. he rocks he was in, in this film. Wasn't he uh, the original Alien? Wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, he was Ash. He was Ash. He was the android. Ash, yeah. 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 Android. yeah. <laughs> Good. A little did. malfunction, but, you know, yeah. these things yeah, happen. Just, just a little. Doing what he was told. Yeah. And, of course, what can you say about Chris Tucker's performance? I mean, Holy that performance crap. right there is <laughs> yeah. like, wow. talking, Talk about over the top. Okay. Ruby Rudd! When he screams like a woman... He screams like a woman. Oh, I yeah, swear, awesome. I thought that he had Underneath lost the table what made him a man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, did someone kick him right before this scene? Because I yeah. I didn't know a man could get that high. Count, count in the, to you know, ten. ten. Yeah. I, I have no fire. <laughs> I, I, I have fire. fire. Call it. I, I, I smoke. You, you, father, you smoke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. No, oh, that's what I mean. His so role funny. was so out there for him. And he nails the entire yeah. role. And he's wearing a skin-tight black yeah. velvet. Oh, my God. Thing with that with hair, with hair cornucopia on the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah the hair. The yeah. ever-changing hair. 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 Oh, man. Ever-changing yeah, phallic like, hair. No, no, I love you. I mean it. That's why I feel this way. With yeah. the, uh, does, a human. And he does the autographs with the big paintbrush. Like, yep. Slap, 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 slap on, the, on the pictures as he walks by. On oh, yeah, all the little Japanese schoolgirls and their yeah. shit yeah. up there. What the hell was that? He's just autographing and he just shows up, you know, a third of the way into the film yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit with him on the TV advertising the... the with the cat looking at the TV, <laughs> like cross How awesome was that cat? Like, yes. <laughs> These little touches oh. of this movie. I'm though. sorry. Yep. One of my favorite little pieces, like little tiny things, is when the priest gets sealed into the bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Hid them. At the wash. Like, At the yeah, wash. At the wash. At the wash. Yeah. At the wash. Between that and, like, how, how, like, you know, obviously Bruce Willis's character, Corbin Dallas, very manly man. Yep. His interactions with his mom when she oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, just totally puts him in his, like, oh, God. <laughs> and I love Tiny Lister as president. Yes. Oh, yes. another another guy from Friday. Actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was in yeah. that as the bully. I just first I first knew him as Zeus from WWF. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The first place I ever saw him was in Friday. I was like, wow, that guy's pretty good. And Chris mm-hmm. Tucker's pretty good. And then I saw him in Fifth Element. I was like, that's the guy from Friday. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brian James, all kinds of yeah, great casting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah excellent casting. casting. First, I'd like to to salute a warrior. You're shining as yeah. Mr. President. <laughs> any indication as to when you're going to get to the point? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. It's, this is really just a series of nearly perfect scene oh, yeah. compositions. Yes. Why it's so rewatch, rewatchable? 
Which is amazing, too, because, I mean, you think of this day and age of the CGI and, and how, I mean, Avatar, obviously, just how beautiful it is. Some of the special effects they used in that, I would dare say, are not exactly... The cockroach! Grand. <laughs> yeah, <right>. No, but <laughs> that, they fit in... The thing on the top. They fit in, but they fit in <laughs> they so fit. well with the context of the movie. Yeah. And right. it's, that's, I mean, that alone, to me, speaks to a great movie, that they take what they have... And they make it blend, and it works. The little, like, looks like he's playing with an Atari joystick yep. when he's yeah. flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But still, it just works so well. They really oh. had, definitely had a style. And they really, and this is hard to do, and I mean, you look at a, sh- a movie like Judge Dredd, and you see where this kind of attempt uh. to take the style from the page of a graphic novel right. and put it into a movie, and you see how hard that can fail. Yeah. But at the same time, you also get, like, in... Oh, damn. What am I thinking of? I know, you can't read my mind. No, No. go ahead. Keep talking. I'm like, we're all waiting. You look at Fifth (laughs) Element, you see how it can be done. Because the styles in, you know, the police uniforms... And the uh, who are the good aliens? Oh yeah, total Moebius stole the way. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't even remember the yeah. the good aliens. Um, but basically, these things about. that look really neat on the page, yeah. and are really freaking hard to translate into a real, and they they pulled it off. I mean, right. the, the police uniforms were completely non-functional. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ridiculous. Yeah. But, and yet they worked. And but the see, the and... thing about that movie is when I first saw it, I sometimes have an expectation of realism in my movies. Especially when it comes to weapons and stuff like that. Given the background that I have, I was going to a school for the Air Force, combat arms school, and one of the instructors told us, because they teach us, I mean, basically, I can teach anybody how to shoot pretty much anything. And one of the guys told us, he says, you'll never be able, you, you'll never be able to look at a movie, an action movie ever again. And he's, he was, we didn't believe him at the time. We're like, no way. Because we know so much about it, how much, what actually happens, that you see stuff in the movies, and it's just like, um, No. So I had that expectation of realism, but with this movie, as soon as the opening credits stopped rolling and I saw what was going on, I got so lost in that world that my expectation of realism went right out the window. And that was one of the things, because of the way that they did the scenes and the acting and the way everything, the technology and the world itself all blended so seamlessly gone right out the window sin city that was the movie that was the one. that's the opposite of judge dread where they took a graphic novel and it went right in there because i remember you talking about mm-hmm. it yeah. Yeah. and i read the graphic novel and 300 is another one yep yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. um both oh! oddly welcome oh! back little baby oh she's getting changed <laughs> well i mean but in the case of 300 and um sin city they were making the movie look like a graphic novel. Right. Yes. This was mm-hmm. the opposite. They made what the was world. in the graphic novel real. Right. They right. Yeah. real costumes yeah. and real sets, yeah. and they pulled it off, which is not easy. No, no. it's not. Um, I think they nailed it. I mean, but, but the whole concept say, of willful suspension of disbelief. Disbelief. Yes. One of my favorite terms when it comes to movies. And they really got you going on it right, right. right out of the gate. And I think the other thing that helped with that is that this was a French graphic novel. Yes. And no one or very few people in the States had seen it. Right. Unlike Sin City, unlike 300, both Frank Miller, by the way. Uh-huh. Right. Thanks, Frank. Frank Miller. Um, so there was no expectation. The, the bar for them wasn't very high to get over. Not that they didn't clear it by miles and miles and miles. Right. But there was no expectation because nobody had read the graphic novel in the U.S., and so this was coming at or, people. Or very few people. You or very few be, people, you right. You had to really be into graphic right. novels in order and, to. Be. And you had to speak French. Yeah. Oh, oui, oui. Um, but 
for a lot of people, myself included, this came completely out of left field. I oh, never yeah. even saw this coming, and that was part of the charm about it. Was it was like, whoa, yeah, where did this come from? I really like this. This is cool. I had no idea until you just said that it was a French graphic. I had no clue. I thought that was an original story that somebody yeah. had come up with, and they did that. I didn't. Obviously, it was at some point, but. I thought it was an original screenplay. I didn't realize it was based on a graphic novel. I agree. I mean, my funny enough, I'm the opposite of you. I did like Bruce Willis a lot. So really, it was just like, it's a Bruce Willis film. Let's go see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of the way I was, too. So I, I yeah. actually saw it because uh, uh, Gnomewise took me to it. I wouldn't have picked up on it otherwise. Wow. It was also the very and first DVD we ever owned because our good friend Kazim brought over a DVD player and a copy of Fifth Element and said, you need to have this. Yeah, he yes. was. Okay, he had decided. He had decided that that our early adopter status was in danger of slipping, and oh, therefore yeah. brought over a gift that ensured that it would not. <laughs> well, I went to a mutual um, friend of ours' house, um, Keith, and that's he, Kazim. That's Kazim. Same yeah, guy. yeah. Kazim, and he yeah. and we went there, and he showed me a DVD player. I was like, "Oh my god, I have to have a DVD player!" <laughs> so I went out. He's, did, he's good like that. I did yeah. not get a Fifth Element. I went with my, one of my all-time sci-fi favorites of Total Recall. Total Recall, uh, yeah, yes. which is another movie they just throw Two themselves weeks. into. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so it's still though. Yeah, it's it's a must own. I know Barry, you were saying you own it on like ten different formats. Yeah, enumerate yeah. those formats for <laughs> yes. us. Laserdisc, Laserdisc, DVD, uh, iTunes, uh, PSP, a UMD disc. Um, I think I've downloaded it, uh, torrented it down somewhere. Um, yeah, pretty much just uh, always with me at all times. Nice at hand. Nice. <laughs> That's Man. serious Greek geek cred right there. Oh, Did yeah. you choose the right week to come on our show? Yeah, yeah no yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, I mean, like you guys are saying too, it's nice seeing you know, the, you know a lot of the it, like the little cockroach and you know, there's CGI elements to it, but like they don't do it all the time. No. And when you're mentioning episode two and episode one, that's something I always I pointed out on a blog thing of mine earlier that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do a thing. Yeah. Uh, and especially with CGI, like episode one. You know, you have the big grand battle, and it's you know, it's it's robots, CGI robots versus CGI versions of some guy we hate, and it's like I couldn't (laughs) give a shit. I don't care who wins. Could be you know, CGI refrigerators versus CGI Hitlers. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, but you look at like you know, Empire Strikes Back, and um, you know, you've got Ewoks versus stormtroopers, and you know, it's it's real people in costumes doing stunts. You know, there's a very that visceral, you know, feel to you know that kind of yeah. a big battle. You know, you know, there's people. That, ooh, that guy jumped in. Ooh, you kind of feel bad for the Ewok. Couldn't give a crap about the CGI stuff, you know. But at least like Avatar, you know, they've you know they've have CGI characters, but you care about them, and there's performance yeah. behind it. Same with Gollum and things like that. So yeah, it's you know it's it's how well it's used, and and you know I think. Fifth Element did a nice mix of, you know, they had some CGI stuff, but they also did some nice, you know, model effects for the, obviously for the car chases and stuff like that. You know, throw models on a rig and start moving around in front of the green screen. So, sure. Right. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. That's that's what I liked about that. Yeah. Yeah. But the technology's moved far enough, too. I mean, Avatar did a lot of technology work on, you know, facial motion capture and. If you go to our. Our section of the website, I posted one of the TED Talks. One of the ones I was waiting for, which was Jim Cameron, right. Right. talking about Avatar in particular, just the journey to Avatar, but also he made the observation of, I, I have no worries that I'm putting actors out of business. No. All I've created is no. another, another vehicle for actors to no. act in. And, and yeah. Barry brings up a good point, as does Rebecca, that... For me, with Avatar, why I liked it so much, aside from the fact that it was the first 3D movie that I've ever seen, 
and I saw it in the Dolby 3D and spent the first five minutes of the movie trying to grab water droplets in front of me, <laughs> um, um, was that why I like um, – God, I'm just not with it today. Uh-oh. That animated flick that we like so much. The one with the green orb. Oh, oh heavy, heavy, heavy metal. metal. Heavy metal. Duh. Is yeah. they do rotoscoping and they do some very, very early motion mm-hmm. capture. Yep. In that movie, and that's one of the things I like about that, and that's one of the things I like so much about about Avatar was that you could tell that they actually had the actors doing stuff, and then they created a skin yep. for the actors. Sure. Unlike a lot of what of the stuff, yeah, we're going to pick on it. Episode two, one, two, and three, Pure where animation. it was just mass-produced animation, and that was what I liked about Avatar was that they had, and they did the same kind of thing. You had the motion capture, you had the real. Uh, you know the people flying the, the the machines and stuff, and 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 operating the walkers. So you had real acting, and they made sets and they did stuff for it, and it and they blended it all so seamlessly. It was like wow, that was really mm-hmm. cool. That's an example of unfortunately, and it's far too few of when they get stuff right. Right. Yes. But it's also mm-hmm. nice to see, and I'd like to see a movie win like that win Best Picture, a Best Picture Oscar. Not that I had any complaints at all about Catherine Bigelow and and the Hurt Locker winning. That I thought that was great, but I would yeah. like to see a movie win Best Picture like that, where they they do a lot of CGI are, and it's done really real well. Oh, absolutely! I, yeah, I, there's I, no I, doubt in my mind about that. I would like to state that I did come in second in the Ox- Oscar poll. Yeah, oh, yeah, did yeah. you really? <laughs> Whatever. Thank you. <laughs> Which brings us up against our last break. Uh, three down, one to go. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. We've got, uh, I don't know, something rather queued up here. What do we got here? <laughs> Way to sell it. God, I hope it's not original short <laughs> content from someone. Yeah. No, it's right. not. <laughs> some guys oh. Otherwise, we're going to be apologizing for like a month. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad I checked that because I had, uh, you know, nothing uh, queued oh. up there. Oh. Uh, Our mighty leader is unprepared. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, professional radio and, and, and at its best. And we have been reminded that while we are talking about Fifth Element... We have not yet discussed the storyline <laughs> at all. But the assumption here is that everyone everyone's seen it. Seen the yeah. I mean, that's yeah. part of having to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You so, have your homework. You should have watched it. Yeah. Precisely. What? You're not ready? <laughs> if we haven't sold the fact you need to watch this movie, I don't know what would. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Right. Right. If you haven't watched it already, you should. You should. Yes. Now, on the tail end of this, we want to give our next book club oh, yes. uh, assignment. Oh, yeah. uh, two weeks hence, we will be discussing. Uh, Academy's Fury. Which Which is the second book. Of Codex Solaria by Jim Butcher. Codex Solaria, Jim Butcher, Academ's Theory. We'll be continuing the uh, travels of Tavi and Amara Amara and and all those those folks. Yeah. So two weeks hence, be prepared to discuss it on our forums and or here in the IRC. And we'll be back right after this. Mm Hello, I'm Octail. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to become a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? If you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com.
137 messages, all of which are marked urgent. And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with all of us, all of you. We are short one berry, one berry. now. His, his RL, uh, you know, whole child, children thing reared its head and he did have to, to depart. Uh, we are going to continue now into our yeah. email section. Awesome. Check him out on inktank.com. www.inktank.com. Yeah. As Barry is linking in the IRC. Freaking awesome. You must join. You must view. You must partake. Barry also linked all of our and various uh, VTW staff Twitter accounts. Uh, yep. Ink Tank also linked his Twitter account. So please the get Ink out there. Tank. Follow and partake. Partake, and I've also put a link on our Facebook. So if you are one of our avid Facebookers, then go ahead and uh, click on the link, and you can see all of Ink Tank's uh, web comics, <laughs> which are really, really good. I went through almost all of them. I think I have this last month. To oh go yeah. Through. Well, he realized in our discussions before the show that he had broken the link to his old archives, the yeah. old Angst technology. So watch his site in the near ah. future. He plans to repair that. And get all of his links to his, his very long run of angst technology, which are classic in their own way. And then his new iteration, which is just Ink Tank. Yeah. I love the, the tech ninjas. The yes, IT ninjas. Because that's IT me. Ninja. I know. <laughs> I was that role exactly. for long enough that, uh, yeah, I appreciate that quite a bit. I breeze it, in. I make stuff magically work. I breeze out. Yeah, you exactly. Never, you never I saw me. <laughs> they both shoot him yeah. in the head. Yep. They both drank him, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, only, we're only supposed to use one drink." My favorite is when the, the boss is sitting there, and he's like, "Well, how many of those guys did you hire?" Well, it was dark. <laughs> it might have been one. It might have been a hundred. It was definitely more than zero. <laughs> They're ninjas. Like that's great. Ninjas. Uh, there are forty-seven of them in this picture. That ninja. What was it? Ninja warrior. That movie that had come out a few yes. months ago. Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. That's coming Ninja out on DVD. Assassin. And uh, Spike TV has something where it's a Ninja Warrior thing. It's a Japanese competition. Oh, yeah. That's, That's awesome. That is fantastic. I mean, they've been doing this for... They have a men's and women's division, and they have uh, two guys. They've been doing it for 10 years. Two guys yeah. out of, like, 3,000 people have finished this thing. Yep. And, it, and it's one of those things where if nobody finishes it, they don't have a Ninja Warrior champion that year, which I love. Oh, There's I love no it. consolation. No, it's either you f- win yep. or you fail, well, and it's awesome. And there's shows where like only one person gets to the tower at the end. Yes. And then they just fail utterly on it, and that's yeah. it. That's and that was show. what it was, and they had a guy. The last one that I watched, it was actually an American guy who was a free runner, mm-hmm. and they had three or four of the free runners that were in there, and they did really well, and the kid yeah. made it all the way to the last stage before the tower and then got to one obstacle and fell off and that was that it was they it. were done yeah you're oh, it's it's a great show it's almost as good as what's the other crazy game show that they have on spike tv the it's a japanese game show oh yes oh, ultimate challenge yeah something like yeah. that yeah where yeah. they have the hundred people and it's yeah. they, all sexual innuendo and it's, it's all and it's all painful in the dubbing yes. oh it's great it's awesome. most extreme challenge mm-hmm. yes that's, that's it. it oh MXC. Thank you. Barry, good job. Well, <laughs> and, I have. And fears. Nice. Yeah, I MXC know. is good stuff. I can, that's a drink and watch the show. That's, get, 
get nice and toasted and watch the oh, show. Yeah. It's, it's funny when you're sober, and it's even more hilarious the when you're dubbing drunk. of the announcer oh, is so good. Oh, I know. Is, it's just uh, rules. Is this like a an Iron Chef kind of a level? No, no. It's, it's, it's like the most painful confrontation, and then like they dub over the Japanese announcers with these American guys, and it's nothing but sexual innuendo. Oh, it's so funny. Time. And, uh, and they're so, unlike Iron Chef, which is over the top and funny because they're they're taking themselves seriously. Right. With MXC, they're totally not taking themselves seriously, and that's what makes it even more funny. Alrighty then. Oh yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. So it's a, it's a dub over of a Japanese game show called Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but for just raw athleticism, the Ninja Warrior thing, and I'll, oh, yeah. I'll I got to Google it and find out what it's really called. But I'm not remembering it at the moment, like everything else in the show today. Yeah. But it's really a cool show. So I have a little shout out for for Kevin from Facebook because he um, has his phone where it's it's playing uh, casually hardcore, and it's surrounded by money, as it should be. Profit, <laughs> exactly. Profit. So I love that picture. So if there's any other in interesting weird places where you listen to uh, our show, yeah, you know, take a pic or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot um, or it didn't happen. Yeah. We have... Um, Safe for, you know, no NC-17 content, please. <laughs> it will go up, yes. it will go up no, on Facebook. No so. NC-17. Unless you're hot, then I'll give you my email address. No. <laughs> oh. All right. I have um, shout-outs and a uh, couple of things, and then i got to read the list of people who have been incredibly good about coming to the dance party. So um, I had a request for a shout-out by Boba Fetish for Maradia of Guardians of Light. Um, This is a uh, first-time listener, and I wanted to make sure that I got the shout-out for you. So there you go, Boba Fetish, and welcome and shout-out to you, Marada. And then I also have a shout-out for the CH Fan Guild, which is... Um, which is Carpet Sharks. They are very excited and very happy. They are looking for more people for some rating that they're doing. And finally, speaking of Kevin, who I suspect this is probably the it's, same Kevin. Yes. Yep, the same Kevin. Um, Kevin came on and was the person who created the multipass character. Multipass. <laughs> over, so I have to do a shout out to Kevin, um, who brought multipass to the party today. So, um, people who have joined us in-game doing the party, we have Boba Fetish. Oh, my God, it's Jay! Gunhilda, uh, Barry Von Awesome, Dread Knight, J.S. Raymer, Harpalice, Harpalice, um, Rink, Voltiken, Zanny, Rock Dog, and late, but better late than never, Mr. Nujgilder. Nujgilder. So, there we are. Um, oh, Peach Puff also made it. Sorry. And then, of course, we had our first time. Who wasn't a first-timer? Multipass. Multipass. Ah. You know, and there we go. It's good that Barry you know, clarified that, because I always thought he was just from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hmm. It's the Barry Von Awesome. The. So why doesn't he have a T in front of his name? <sighs> <laughs> so, anyways, I got an email here. There you go. You go, Grail. All right. Woo-hoo. Dear CH Crew. Thank you so much for starting the book club and showing me another excellent book series. I've read a few of the Dresden File books and didn't like them enough to read the whole series, but decided to get the audiobook for the Codex of Valeria book, and I listened through the entire thing, enjoying just about every minute. I have since fetched all the audiobooks, and I'm almost done with the second one. This is from Turtle 
PS Tron looks awesome. Ah, yes. Tron. Yeah. Again, if you follow the Casually Hardcore homepage, you'll see that I posted the Nerdly that is the Tron Legacy full trailer. And yeah. Having oh, that's sad. Being, being of the age where the original Tron was part of my formative years. Right. This is just mahogany. I mean, right. it is, and I've, you know, I've <laughs> mahogany. Got a little wood. woody. Wood. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Hardwood. Um, <laughs> I'm an oak man myself. Like <laughs> 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 mahogany. Get you both people. Oh, I get you both. My beat. God. Ironwood. And I've, go. I've, I've, I have analyzed the hell out of the trailer. It is. It is. Why can't I just see you at your computer, like taking notes? <laughs> pretty much, because that's pretty much what he yeah. did. I'm sure. Well, I mean, it's great because they got Bruce Boxleitner to right. reprise Alan's role. Right. They've got Jeff Bridges in there, yeah. obviously, and from the the bits of you know computer world you see, they've they've really held on to the the style mm-hmm. of the computer world while while bringing it way the hell obviously, forward. Obviously, yeah, and. One of the, the, there's a lot of little subtle things that happen in the trailer where there's the bit where they've got the group of guys rising up on an elevator out of the floor. Mm-hmm. And you really have to stop and look and realize that the guy in the center is Jeff Bridges, de-aged 20 years. Right. That they, they're doing digital de-aging of him, and it looks like Jeff Bridges from the original movie. Right. Because that is Clue. The, his program that you saw de-resed in the original game, this yeah. is Clue 2.0. And programs don't age. Right. So they've taken Jeff Bridges and made him look exactly the way he did when he was Clue in the original. It's like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. The other thing I noticed is the guy standing to his right in the motorcycle helmet, the pattern of his outfit is just Tron. It's Tron in red. Oh. It's got the same exact T pattern, and it's like, oh, that's... that's going to be Bruce Boxleitner once the big reveal happens and his helmet comes off. Right. Because... Anyone who's seen the original movie 500 times, like I have, knows what his circuit pattern looks like. Oh, that's freaking Tron. You, well, you thought you were going to pull one over on me by putting a motorcycle on his helmet on his head? No, that's Tron. That's Clue. And uh, what's the rest of the movie about? 2,500 times. Not 500. 2,500. Likely, yeah. yes. This is one of those ones. It's, it's like it's that rotation that you get into when you've... You're just waiting for another new film or you're waiting for something else to come out on DVD that you're going to rotate in. And these are the ones that are the standbys. It's like when he yeah. he sits down and he puts in the 12 hours of The Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then starts on the commentary discs. Mm-hmm. That's, you that's, know, starts on the, that's the like, appendices. That's like me with the only thing that I've ever watched the commentary discs on. And that's the boxed edition of Band of Brothers. Uh-huh. Oh, that's or really Saving bad. Private Ryan is yeah. the other one. And as a matter of fact, the Pacific starts I today. That I don't have really HBO, good. but I'm I'm waiting. And no spoiler alerts, please. You can come over. Do not yeah. spoil it for me. No, I want to wait because I want to sit down and wa- I don't want to wait week to week. I did the all. same thing with Band of Brothers when Band of Brothers was airing on HBO. I found out about it about halfway through the series and went, you know what? I will. I, my problem is I won't watch anything else on HBO. I'd get it for this and this alone, and I don't feel like paying the money. So what I'll do is I'll wait until the box set comes out wow. and then watch the box set because then I can sit down for a weekend and do nothing movie. but watch it. Did you watch? End to end to end. Did you ever see Generation Kill? 
No, I never did. Was I was told by a couple of different people I needed to watch I it. I have the box set. Okay, because I'll watch and that, watch and uh, the, I need to watch The Hurt Locker it's now, too. It's really, really, really good. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. HBO is getting in more and more in danger of me subscribing with every passing day, because they do things like yeah. the Pacific, yeah. and they've greenlit A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Uh, the Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's my... Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever the hell sound you make. Have you looked at the casting yes. call? Yeah. Yes, like, it's good. Poor Sean Bean. <laughs> he doesn't last long. <laughs> poor Bastage. But he, is he not a perfect casting? No. I like him. I love Lena Headley as Cersei. I loved her in uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I was a big fan good. of that show, and I think she'll be able to pull off Wench Cersei. very well. She's not Wench. She's intelligent, oh, she's, conniving, yeah. manipulative. It's Queen of Death. Yeah. Yeah. Hence a winch. Yeah. No, Hence. but they went with a lot yeah. of uh, semi-unknowns for some of the major parts of Danneries and John. Yeah. Well, they, they're they in the habit of doing that. I mean, sure. they did the same thing with Saving Private Ryan, or not, well, Saving Private Ryan, but, but in the same thing in... Uh, uh, Band of Brothers. In Band of yeah. Brothers. They went with a complete list, almost a complete list mm-hmm. of unknowns, and I'm sure they're pretty much doing the same thing in in the Pacific as yeah. well. But I found myself going down the list of pictures and going, yes, yeah. yes, uh-huh, yep. Oh, nailed yeah. It, nailed it, nailed it, yes, uh-huh, okay. Well, if there's anywhere well, that could do that book justice... Believe me, they, justice, also have, they also have other shows that I want to watch, so. But, True I mean, Blood. that's oh, the yes. only place that could uh, give that book justice outside of, you know, a movie I don't think would be long enough. They have to do it as a series. And really I would HBO. have to agree. And it just clicked what exactly yeah. you're talking about and oh my god yes yeah oh you didn't yeah. realize it was no i didn't it took me a minute to real i was thinking of something else yeah. i was thinking song of the animated movie fire. they greenlighted fire 12 ice. episodes for game of thrones okay yeah. i That's did not realize like, the prologue i, I yeah know, no right? kidding yeah. <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah i'll start looking that up yeah and the editing attention on that's gonna be that might be worth subscribing to hbo for well i mean hbo is along with that kind of thing where they don't mind martin's writing style of Okay, invest in this character Kill. and they're dead. Yeah. Because that's what would really happen. Because mm-hmm. that's how people treat each other in politics and yes. power struggles. And you like him, you like him, you like him, dead. Yeah. You like him, you like him, you hate him, you hate him, you hate him. He succeeds. Oh, yeah. Like, I, wish, I wish I could pull the line out of my head, but there's a great line in Game of Thrones where Cersei talks to Eddard about the Game of Thrones and yep. why you play yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you either play it or you die. Yeah, guess what? she's You're pretty dead. much right on the money on in her description when she when she states that a good book for the book club at a later date. <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to sick people on that one until it's done. Yeah, it's, I agree. And there's no way t- I haven't looked it up lately because I did I right mean, after right after I got back from Iraq and it was it was oh yeah I'm I'm doing well, whatever and it was yeah. like dude he's working with it. HBO as it turns right out. yeah it's kind of like dude. Finish the damn series. We've all been waiting for well, this I mean, long enough. Dances with Dragons has that even been published? No, no. no. So that was the a feast for crows was a year ago. A feast for crows was. I think it was. A feast for crows was the last one. Yeah, yeah this is his last book, which I use book lightly. <laughs> it's like it's like the last Robert Jordan book in the Wheel of Time. I don't I, know. I gave up on that one in book yeah. seven. There's, a, there's uh, some yeah. great threads. I haven't that, read it, but I've been told this. There's great threads that mostly Barry, by Kazim. That Barry's linking in IRC for both uh, Game of Thrones. There's also a separate thread for the Wheel of Time, which is right. the Robert Jordan series uh, that we've been discussing on the forums. And yeah, nothing may- would make me happier though than to see 
Song of Ice and Fire done as a series. And done, done well. well. And done, done well. well. Yes. Um, yeah, let's Those caveat are the rules. That. As a quick aside on the actual email I read that spawned this gigantic yes. amount of talk. Yes. Um, mentioning Dresden Files, one thing out there for those that are big fans of it, he is Butcher is putting out on his website preview chapters for changes. So I Which think he has at least two ch- two chapters out there already. I don't want to read. That comes out April second. I want to yeah, say. Yeah. So I'm holding Might off on a, reading. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's less than a month away. Yeah, Bring it on. We can hold on to that. I pre-ordered it. It, it will be delivered directly I, I, to my Kindle. I pre-ordered it too. It's coming nice. directly to the Kindle. Harry yeah. Dresden's daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be great. He's gonna get bad. Good book. So I have yeah. another email. Go. Bring it. Um, it is from Lorelai, and it says, <laughs> "Love the discussion on the book, however gnome wise." Gargants are described in a later book as a giant relative of a burrow badger, not elephants or oxen, etc. I haven't read the later <laughs> books. Very excited for the next book section. Keep up the awesome job, and that's Lorelai. <laughs> Fine, you schooled me. <laughs> Booyah! Do so you feel fair. better now? <laughs> and I have I um, better, better, better. I have badger, one better, 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 better. Mushroom, mushroom. Okay, go on. You're done. Okay, <laughs> I have one entitled "Walk Down Memory Lane." Is he ever done? No, she married me, <laughs> and you keep showing up. So you got you got no argument. Yeah, I know it's a form of psychosis. I'm seeking treatment. Hi, CH crew, love the show, and I'm looking forward to the new format. I'm a little behind in my listening, but in the VTW first VTW episode, you were talking about old technology. Well, I'm afraid I must be a little older than most of you. Predating the eight-inch floppy disks in high school, I learned to write my first computer program using punch cards. <gasps> Level eighties. Get off my lawn. Gildina Druid, Perthin Pally, McGill Hunter, all on the Earthen Ring server. So there you are. You There's predate monitors. Down, you win. Walk down memory lane. All right, got one here. Hi, casualties. I've had a couple ideas for show topics I wanted to discuss with you guys. Needless to say, I recently upgraded my PC from an old Core 2 dual dual core processor and motherboard to a brand spanking new Core i7-860 and new motherboard with memory. I'd like to hear a section once in a while on new and emerging technologies for PCs, and more specifically, components such as motherboards and graphic cards. Secondly, I'd like to hear more about geeky DVD Blu-ray discs. Keep up the awesome show. And could I get a shout-out to the Elite Visions with a, Z. with a Z for Extreme Effect on Hellscream. I co-GM the guild with Mr. Deus. Mrs. Deus. I'm sorry, Mrs. Deus. And we're going to be starting our rating in the next month or so with Ulduar 10-man content. Thanks again. Deus X, a.k.a. Luna Smile, level 80, Destruction Warlock, on Radic, level 71, flip-flop spec rogue. P.S. I have a spec question for my rogue for Gwenora and Grail. Is it easier hey, to I level... Hey, I've been playing my gnome. Shh. Yeah, well, he wanted to talk to the real rogues. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it is it easier to level through Northrend as combat spec, or should I stay butylate spec for the time being? Um, I wouldn't know. Because when I I kind of made up my own spec as I went along, having played this rogue for five years now, um, it was a combination mutilate subtlety spec with a little bit of combat thrown in there for good measure. Most of it was mutilate. Um, I've found that it, I and I've since changed that to a combat spec based on a couple of rogues, mm-hmm. other rogues that I that I know. You're one of them. Um, I've never played a combat spec, so I can't really say. Probably mostly mutilates good. Um, I had some things like 
the increased movement speed, the increased stealth that was handy for me to go in and stealth and go into places, especially for quests, get a quest object, and then stealth right back out. So it was kind of a mishmash of different yeah. skills. So I can't really answer that ac- accurately, especially not using, having never used combat. Great. Right. I well, I would agree that honestly, you don't need to worry about being in a raid spec if you're leveling because that's the mutilate spec that we have is right. a straight up raid spec, and you can easily put some points into subtlety to get the nice to haves like yeah. uh, the improved stealth, the the faster movement while in stealth. Yes. But uh, my reaction would be whatever weapons, especially if you can afford uh, dual specking. Whatever weapons you have, spec based on that. If yeah. you have two great daggers, mutilate. If you have a sword and a dagger, or I should say two swords or a sword and an axe, go combat. Yeah, and I did for the longest time, even with a mutilate spec. Mace Rogue. I, yeah. yeah. Mace Don't Rogue do is a, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good PvP spec, though. That's a really good PvP spec. I mean, I play a human character, so for me, it's... Swords or daggers, because especially swords for combat right. set, because that plays right into my racial bonuses as a human rogue. Sure. But if you've got something else that works, play to your strength as a, to strengths as a character. If there's a particular way you like to play it, considering how much time you're going to be spending leveling, yeah, play to your strengths. Play to what you like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, always getting more energy is always a good thing. I mean, I had, and this was before we got into Mutilate, well, not so much in a mutilate, but for um, hunger for blood, right. I always had the mutilate spec far enough, far up enough to get vigor, which gives you an extra ten energy to your ten or twenty energy. I had one hundred and twenty energy at one point right. in my energy pool for my rogue, which when you're leveling was great. It's not so much of a big deal when you're raiding, I don't think, right. as Grail has proven to me. But it, you know what? It's whatever works for you. If you want to go yeah. straight up subtlety spec, hey, that's cool too. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, exactly. You, you'll and probably I've, be functional even doing that. Oh yeah, all of them will work for leveling, especially with as as nerfed as leveling has become, sure. or dumbed down, or whatever you want. To, as easy as it's become, any one of the specs is going to work. It's pretty much the one of. Whatever you're going to have the most fun doing, yeah. because you're going to be spending so much time doing this. Right. Whatever is fun, and let let your if you got the best weapons you have, let that guide you as to what you should do. From the Black Void, I have a shout out via the amazing Barry VA. Oh, Barry Bach. Yeah. Barry Von. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Can I get a shout out to Cynthius? in the IRC slash Zanny in the dance party for making me miss the first part of the show by spilling monster all over the carpet. I'm assuming that's the energy drink. Yeah. Does okay. your carpet have more energy now? Is it jumping around? Is it trying to lead the room? <laughs> Is your carpet crawling? <laughs> Is it weaving in and weaving it? Oh, never mind. I will be acquiring a sippy cup for him, thanks to and thanks to Gnomewise for the <laughs> Godzilla text tone. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. I annoyed my mom with it for about three hours yesterday. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> nice. Don't make me get my phone. All righty. <laughs> There's a couple of us between Ooh. you and the phone. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Rar. Rar, indeed. Anything else before we wrap this one up? Did you guys read the one about Cataclysm equals Law 2? Bring it. It was oh, from was the 7th. Yeah, I know. Oh, we you read did? that you one. Did? Okay, yeah. never mind then. I wasn't sure what you had done and what you hadn't done because I wasn't here last week. So You have successfully crossed over into what we have done. Booyah. Then I don't have anything. No. It's okay. I think we're. I think we're I think pretty we're much at a done. Pretty good we are. stopping spot. We're right. We went over yes. like a, a half hour last week, so I think we can oh, end yeah. on time. Ending on time this week would be week. really. Yeah, oh yeah. hell yeah! I tell you, talking about a book <laughs> takes a long time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We're working on our technique. We refined yeah. it with our whole talking about a movie this week, and yeah. we're ending on time. So yeah. there's hope for Ignore us. Ignore yeah. the story. That's apparently the key. That's apparently the key. Yes. Ignore the story. <laughs> <laughs> the assumption is the people who are tuning in have already exactly. read it because we told them to. <laughs> hey, quite a concept. I love that. assuming. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I know where you live. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Casually Hardcore. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. If you wish to get a hold of us, please email us at the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. You can find us on the web at www.vtwproductions.com. That's Versus the World Productions. Click on the show's link and choose Casually Hardcore, and you will find our little subweb. Also, click on the forums link for our incredibly active forums. Yeah. We apparently have uh, tapped into some kind of weird foodie subsegment yep. of our listener base because yep. there's lots of food discussion. There we is. have recipes. recipes. We have recipes. I'm actually making really? uh, uh, fried, fried rice, rice today. tonight. Yes. Fried rice and oh, I want that recipe. It's on our forum. I'm adjust yeah. it a little, but still, yeah, it's a good VTWProductions.com. Click on forums and join our forum community, which yep. is... Incredibly rich and active and kind of a whole world unto itself. Mm-hmm. Or follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find us all over the interwebs. You're showing me a ceramic knife. It's a chef's knife. Yes. Ooh. Without the handle because I'm going to try my hand at making some kitchen knives for myself. Speaking of foodies. Oh, yes. Okay. yes. Speaking of foodies. Yesterday. Actually, and for a friend, this is going to be a surprise. Cool. Uh, Not so anymore. Yesterday we had our that first... person doesn't know who they are. <laughs> oh, yet, okay. So... <laughs> Our six, we had our first successful versus the world gaming night last night. There were much League of Legends and Team Fortress 2 was nice. played. Uh, Team Fortress 2, once I actually got a working server up and running on a connection that had enough bandwidth to uh, withstand the assault of all of our players. Ah. Yeah, that was interesting. But hey, <laughs> we can adjust. And it got working, and, we, and I, I slayed many people with my... Uh, Heavy? No, I, I do the whole engineer thing, and I ah, do uh, the turrets, turrets, and was repeatedly uh, assassinated by spies because spies suck and are weak and cowardly. And yet uh-huh. they're bad. All right, it's it's yeah. Did you see the spies at BlizzCon last year? No. Oh, there's people. Two people dressed as the spies yeah. from Team Fortress. That's it was awesome. really cool. They had the cigarettes and everything. So join us on the forums. We can learn about things like the versus the World gaming night. Yeah, those are the guys with the masks on and yeah. the hats. Yeah, I remember them. And we look forward to seeing you out there on the intertubes. We'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Grail. I've been Iolite. I have been Gwenora. And I have been Dexa. Good night or afternoon or day or whenever the heck you are in your part of the world. Thank you for listening. We're out of here. Bye-bye, radio people. Happy trails to you. Happy trails to you.